The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. Lots to get to on the show this afternoon, the Friday edition. And we're going to start with this, with a bit of reaction to the news that came down uh, late yesterday, yesterday afternoon about uh, some of the amendments to Alberta's COVID rules. Uh, Health Minister Tyler Shandro announced that outdoor social gatherings of up to 10 people will be allowed and personal wellness services like hair salons and aesthetics will be allowed to reopen by appointment only for one-on-one services as of January 18th. Now, the news has, of course, a lot of businesses thrilled, a lot of people thrilled, but many others are still waiting to get back to some sort of normalcy. We know that Edmonton's downtown isn't just comprised of of personal wellness businesses. So what is the executive director of the Edmonton Downtown Business Association hearing from her members about the patchwork approach to opening some, but not all businesses, and also want to explore with her what work from home and the trend moving forward in that way could mean for downtown Edmonton. We're joined this afternoon by Punita McBrien, the new executive director of the Downtown Business Association. Welcome to the show. Hello, thank you for having me. It is so great to talk with you. And uh, first off, congratulations on the job. Oh, thank you so much. It has been quite a month, let me tell you. (laughs) (laughs) I was going to say it's been, I think it was a month yesterday. Tell me about uh, the first month on the job, your initial thoughts in this role and and the status of, you know, what you're seeing downtown Edmonton. There's, boy, there's... uh, there's some some good things we know going into the pandemic there's some real challenges right now as well yeah absolutely so you know it's been great to just kind of spend the first couple weeks especially before the holidays just listening talking to as many members downtown as i could um, working with our partners at the city who who make all the the wheels turn operationally and and learning about economic development plans for getting us out of this covid uh situation economically speaking at least um and it's been really exciting i think one thing i have to do is figure out where our priorities should be as the DBA to have the greatest impact to make sure that we're contributing to recovery and um, mm. bringing back uh, that downtown vibrancy that you know we were we were on such an exciting trajectory leading up to the pandemic. There's you know so much investment downtown, so many cool things happening. Um, we're still seeing economically a lot of the great things that that led into that so jobber uh, a fantastic Mm -hmm. local success story in our startup community they're located uh, in our downtown of course they've just set a record for um, investment in a startup for an investment in a startup um, which is really really exciting to see so it's great that we're still seeing some of the benefits of of all the great work that that went into making our downtown a great um, business hub and uh, a destination and now we've just got get back on track and make sure that you know if if um everything keeps plugging along you know the way it was before the pandemic once restrictions are lifted and we're back to some sense of normal we should be off to the races 
In in your opinion, in, in what you've seen over the past month, I mean, if we if we put COVID aside and the impact on on downtown and then the business business community specifically um, from COVID, just aside for a second, if you take a look at you know the social disruption and the challenges uh, you know that downtown is facing on on that front, you know, has there been um, have you had conversations with the city, with the police, all of this sort of stuff about what work is being done to handle that side of of um, a really challenging uh, aspect of, of of you know getting things you know back on track in, in downtown Edmonton yeah it's a good question I, and I don't think we can really have that conversation in isolation from COVID um, okay. the challenge is that you know when all of a sudden our streets are, are pretty empty as they need to be due to you know safety concerns with COVID like all of a sudden you know some of the concerns that people have around safety and security but even beyond that just just the fact that there are a lot of folks that have nowhere else to go suddenly that's all you can see downtown because the only yeah. people who are downtown right now often are those that don't have anywhere else to go and sometimes they are folks that have mental health challenges and uh-huh. and uh, maybe are in desperate situations so I think you know in the absence of COVID did we still have problems with homelessness and, and are there still crime concerns absolutely um, but in the absence of COVID I don't think we're talking about it as being an exceptional situation like you know we're a city of, of a million people we're on our you know in our city plan we're talking about becoming a city of two million people um, you know, these problems are big city problems, and, and, and I yep. certainly appreciate the city's efforts to end homelessness, and I, and I fully support that goal. Um, but I do think we have to be a little bit realistic about some of these, these things that are, you know, these, these folks are our neighbors downtown. They're, they're part of our community, and, and that's not going to completely change overnight. But it is true that during COVID, people are acutely aware of these, these types of issues. Um, they're much more visible, and, and in some cases, they can feel much more concerning. So, yep, we're, we're meeting regularly with our partners at the police and the city and Boyle Street Community Services and mm-hmm. REACH and all these different organizations that do so much great work on uh, uh, crisis intervention, on prevention of crime. Um, the city's neighborhood empowerment team is doing training sessions for, for members of the business community who want to understand how to have more positive interactions with vulnerable populations um, de-escalate potentially um, tricky situations like so there's lots of great work happening on that front and it's for sure a huge part of my of what's on my plate right now uh, yeah you know, Panita, before um, this latest uh, lockdown, uh, I was <laughs> I, I was in getting my hair done uh, downtown. That's where I get my hair done. And I was ta- talking with my hairdresser, and she says she has clients who right now are not comfortable coming downtown. And, you know, um, is certainly in the evening not comfortable walking back to, say, the parkade or, or whatever. And they're, they're teaming up to make sure that, you know, they have someone, uh, someone there to uh, make sure that their client gets home safely and then the client will drop the hairdresser back off at, at the shop. I mean, it, it is, you know, it, it, and you know this, you know, it is a situation and, and you're right. Is it is it bigger than it was before COVID or is it more visible? Yeah, I, I don't know. Um, but there, there are some, you know, some folks who are like, I'm not heading down there right now. And that is even, makes even a, you know, an even more difficult situation for our businesses tougher because they're losing clients for other reasons as well. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely.
Yeah. And there's a, there's a whole element there of, and what you're saying, I, I totally uh, sympathize with that. I'm downtown every day right now. Yep. Um, and, and a lot of it is perception, but we also can't negate the way that people feel, right? Like mm-hmm. I know many of the folks that, that, you know, if they're, if they're on drugs or if they're in a bit of a crisis situation, it can be alarming to see some of those folks out on the street, but for the most part, they really are harmless. So a lot of this does have to do with a, a perception issue and, and just getting a little bit more comfortable and familiar with interacting with, with people who might not be people that you normally interact with. Um, but s- there is, again, there is, there is reality there as well. And the, the police have been wonderful in working with us to, to do more more regular patrols and um, and have some intervention and prevention type of work happening too. Yeah, and of course the city's plan to inhale homelessness, which um, you know has been rolling uh, along quite quickly over the past number of months, um, you know is is working towards helping all of this as well. Panita, I'm I'm curious to know your thoughts. Um, we we heard yesterday we've kind of been in and out of restrictions when it comes to COVID, and uh, we were told yesterday that as of Monday, some businesses, the personal service businesses like hair salons, um, the aesthetics, that sort of thing, will be allowed to to reopen. Uh, others um, not allowed to reopen or still under some pretty um, strict conditions. What are you hearing from 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 those folks about um, about that announcement? You know, what are you hearing from from business owners about that announcement and kind of the the in, we're out, we're in, we're out. I mean, it's got to be it's got to be so incredibly frustrating to be going back and forth like this. I, I get the fact that they, that they that they know that we need to do this, but when you're trying to run a business, business, gosh, um, it's it's pretty difficult to plan and to, to keep moving forward. Yeah, it, frustrating is, is the word we'll go with. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's what I'm hearing. But, but I do want to say, like, I do not envy the position that our governments are in. Like, this is, I'm not a policy expert, uh, but I understand how hard it is to get this right from a policy standpoint to say, okay, well, we've got our safety concerns and considerations, and then we've got our economic and, and business concerns, um, and how do we make it so that we set the rules so that we can enforce this and, like, have mm-hmm. some sort of clarity? And, and you know, there's all kinds of opinions on whether this government struck that right balance, and I don't want to wade into that, to be honest. But um, I think our, our businesses in, in the personal services industries, of course, are very excited and welcoming this reopening. Um, they, you know, there were so many investments made, both in, like, learning how to do this safely and also some actual physical investments and things like plexiglass and and the addition so they've spent that money you know before this most recent lockdown and and now they're able to reopen so that's exciting i think it's tough right now like you know we have a a close to i think a dozen uh, of our downtown restaurants that had Mm -hmm. applied for licenses to operate winter patios so again a whole bunch of our businesses have made these investments to winterize their patios went through the process to get the license and they've been unable to operate so that's one thing that i'm really hoping to hear something on soon because you know if outdoor gatherings are now allowed I'd like to see that trans transfer over and, and see us um, bring back outdoor dining since those investments have been made. So that would be great. 
Panina McBride is uh, the new executive director of the Edmonton Downtown Business Association. Uh, she's been on the job for a month now uh, and uh, and a lot of work to do, of course, a lot going on um, in, in downtown and a lot um, when you're looking forward to getting through COVID, recovering from COVID. Um, and one of the things, Panita, that you had put out in a series of tweets was a little bit of concern about about what the future of office space might look like in downtown Edmonton as as companies modify how they do work. We are seeing more and more people working from home, uh, companies seeing that it can be done, employees, some of them, not all of them, hands up, uh, <laughs> you know, liking working from home. So you take me through that and, and your concerns on that front. Yeah, thanks for asking. I'm I'm really excited to talk about this issue because I think it's the right time to talk about it. Um, I don't think there's a lot of these, you know, big moves being made right now or big companies, you know, leaving downtown or anything like that. But, you know, businesses are trying to survive right now, trying to plan for the future. And in this really, really, really hard time, I totally understand that businesses are looking at ways to save money. And, and if they're seeing that, hey, you know what, we seem to be doing fine with less office space or, you know, we're not using all this office space, do we need it? Um, and then, you know, kind of thinking about maybe making that permanent. And, you know, we've seen big companies from the States make announcements like this. Twitter a while ago said that, you know, they were going to make a permanent work from home remote work policy. Mm-hmm. Um, and I certainly am all for giving employees that option. But I, what I wanted to say to everyone, employees, business owners, um, is that as we're making these decisions, we just need to think about the big picture beyond just, you know, what's convenient. You know, yes, it's nice to just be able to wear your sweatpants all day. Um, (laughs) Hey, are you watching me? (laughs) (laughs) I will put my hand up on that right now, too. Um, Yes, that's nice, and there's there's certainly nice aspects about remote work, and I think we're probably going to see more of at least a, a, a split and sort of that Goldie, finding that Goldilocks sweet spot for remote work versus in-office work. But I'm just hoping that businesses are taking into consideration the broader impact of these decisions on our downtown, from my perspective, obviously, but on the city as a whole. Like, there's so much that's tied to downtown when it comes to, like, you know, these businesses that rely on the foot traffic. There's 70,000 people who work in our downtown core. So that, again, to our earlier conversation, goes to why downtown feels the way it does right now, because that's 70,000 people. Um, that aren't there every day and and businesses who rely on that are feeling the pinch in a huge way and I think all of us really love these incredible world-class restaurants and bars and entertainment venues that we have that will not survive without that kind of sustained traffic and participation from our business community and investment from our business community and then even bigger than that there's our there's the future of our economy and every level of government now understands and talks about and plans for economic diversification and the future of our economy and, and what that looks like. And we need to attract international investment. Uh-huh. We need to attract world and retain world-class talent. Um, and having a vibrant and exciting downtown with a high quality of life as part of that And it's kind of a chicken and the egg kind of situation. Like, yes, we need our governments to invest in our downtown and keep making it awesome. But we also need to send the message to them that downtown matters to us. And that means 
staying downtown with our offices and our time and our money, right? So it's like, uh, it's me for me, it's kind of a rallying cry to our business community to just kind of remember how important this is. Have you had, have you had much, uh, did you have much response from those tweets? Have you had many comments from, um, you know, those people who are in the towers uh, that, that own that, uh, that own that property, that have that office space about uh, what you put out there? Have you, I am curious to know what they're thinking. Yeah, I actually, you know, it's funny. I got to get used to pay, paying a lot more attention to things that I tweet now. <laughs> <laughs> um, I got a lot of really great engagement, which I was so excited Good. to see. And, and from all perspectives, right? Because there's so many different stakeholders here. There's the, the employees who many of whom are saying, hey, I really like working yeah. from home um, to the businesses. Some who are, are you know, hardline. Yes, we're never leaving downtown. This is so yeah. important. I agree with you to business owners who are a little bit more saying, okay, but like I've been yeah. paying a lot of money for this office yeah. space and this is hard. Um, and then to, of course, to our developers, uh, that, that community are building owners. Um, so there's so many different stakeholders involved. And I think the general consensus that I'm hearing is that people are agreeing with me and people are saying, yes, thank you for saying this. We need to have this conversation. We need to look up, you know, everyone's kind of looking down, just trying to get through and make decisions mm-hmm. um, to get themselves through all this, but look up, look around, remember that we're all in this together, remember that these decisions have long-term implications. Um, so well, mostly agreement, but of course, some people who, who are struggling with these decisions. Yeah, of course, it's that uh, it's that delicate balance, but uh, I mean, if we, if we think back to 20 years ago, what downtown Edmonton was like, uh, I think back when I moved here, and I can remember uh, coming to town and going on a tour, and um, my friend who was living here at the time, and she's like, yep, yeah, this is Edmonton, this is downtown Edmonton, and I'm like, I've watched it grow so amazingly over the past 20 years, and it would be a shame. We, we talk about disruption a lot, and there's been a lot of disruption over the past year, and we know that out of disruption comes new ways of doing things and, and looking at new ways of doing things and um, and reevaluation as well. And I think that we are certainly, boy, oh boy, are, are, are we in the middle of that right now, Panita? <laughs> no kidding. This is like, you know, we teach we teach disruption in business school, and I don't I don't think I think we're gonna have to rethink how we teach disruption now because this is the mother of all of them. It has been a pleasure speaking with you. I look forward to uh, talking with you again on this show as you continue on in your role as uh, the executive director of the Edmonton Downtown Business Association. Thank you so much for joining me this afternoon. Oh, thank you again for having me. I look forward to the next time.